back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast, Joe. This is it. The final episode of G.I. Joe Extreme. Yay, and we're we, done. We'll never do the show <laughs> again. No, no, we got tons more G.I. <laughs> Joe to watch, Chad. We have we have no. like nine more seasons, unfortunately. No. Um, I'm yeah. sad that this one is over. I have a feeling the next one won't be as good. Uh, yeah, we, so I'm sad. But we were concerned that this one wouldn't be good, and it ended up being generally pretty good. So yeah. So what is like what? Is, what are the odds that the next one will also be good? Because so far we've had good, bad, good. So we're due for another bad. You know what? And unfortunately, looking at what people generally say about GI Joe Sigma Six, it's not great. But yeah, the but thing, this, this one wasn't great wasn't either. It. They the said reviews. that about this too, and yeah. it's yeah, better sure. than than we thought it would be. Way better, way better. Yeah, I'm happy w- w- to say yeah. that it is a little bit better than we thought it would be. I would say more than a little bit. I'm happy Same. to say it was a little better than we thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I would say a lot, uh, but we will disagree on that. Happy to say <laughs> it was a little better than we thought it would be. I am disappointed, though. I went and looked at the IMDb page where I sort of got it was like a 5.5 before, and now it says 5.2. So our, our our effort to get our fans to go to the IMDb page and give it a 10 to improve it because it deserves it has unfortunately gone the wrong direction. <laughs> and they've gone the Robert Clark Chan path. Yeah, how did, how did that happen? Are you you guys know. are not listening to us? I know Channing Sherman did. I know Channing Sherman lis- listened to us because he posted a screen grab of him giving it a lot of stars. But I think some of you, just to spite Ray, I think so, gave it one star, which normally I would find hilarious, but I really do think this deserves more than whatever, 5.2. This show deserves more respect than you or Robert Clark Chan would give it, people who gave it one star. <laughs> I love you, people. <laughs> Damn it. Um, but this is a G.I. Joe Extreme final episode, Betrayal. And this is it. And you know what? We were asking ourselves, like, do they set up for a third season or do they wrap it up? They is it very... going to be a betrayal at the house on Haunted Hill? <laughs> oh, we need to boy. know these things. It is. You know what? Yes. Uh, I will say beyond a shadow of a doubt, uh, this episode wraps up G.I. Joe Extreme. And you'll see it when we get to the end if you haven't watched it yet. And thank you to those who watched it. We had JRC and Mox both uh, both watched it with us live uh, at the same time. And we had a good time uh, with a little live watch on Patreon. Uh, maybe I gave you guys too much time, uh, which is what y'all complained about before. Here's me whining at our beloved patrons. Jesus. Um, I want to hang out with all the patrons. That's what I'm trying to say. So That's yeah. fair. That's all. That's I just want to hang out with you guys. Look, I, I don't have friends. <laughs> I have patrons on Patreon. <laughs> That's just the reality of it. Uh, you and Andy Warhol. I don't know what that means. Did he? Didn't he eat a lot of soup or something? Let's say <sighs> yes. <laughs> so we open this episode with a recap of the previous episode, setting it up reasonably well. Here's what you need to know, and we launch. But the thing is, I don't think there was ever a transition between recap into the episode. We were just suddenly no. like, there yeah. was Iron Claw and Metalhead just talking. 
uh saying hey man we're friends now uh, like listening to uh james give his rebuttal and all of a sudden wait a minute we're halfway through (laughs) point three how'd that happen you boy you're going with the hard cuts right now robert clark chan the people don't know about that we edit it (laughs) i think i think sometimes they can sense it look all right here's the deal i'll spill this tea since chan is open to the pot uh when we do the who would win show James Gabsey often, when he is rebutting my third point, will not pause or break or anything, and then he'll just keep talking into his point number three without outlining that that's what he's doing verbally. And so I've had to stop the show being like, James, this is like a four-minute four, four minute rebuttal. And he's like, no, I'm in my point number three. That's fun for 10 of us. Okay, my point, my point I'm trying to make here is betrayal. Metalhead has gone to the side of darkness. Wait, did I ever introduce the show? Because this is knowing it's half the podcast that I am Race to Canis. And the Darkness <laughs> is a band from the early 2000s that had a very queen like sound. Robert Clark Chan uh, has just animated this show. Videos we're, on YouTube. He's very delightful. We're three different iterations in, and you still can't get the intro right. I always get the <laughs> intro right. I got thrown off by Robert Clark Chan. Like usual, who doesn't exist, I would also point out. If you go on Mastodon and search Robert Clark Chan, you get nothing, nothing at all. He does he's he's in fact he's he's removed himself from the universe and left a void. If you go to Mastodon, if you look for Robert Clark Chan at Robert Clark Chan at bbq.snoot.com. Not there. Ray will give you a dollar if you follow oh me. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, my God. Look, we all know Twitter's dead. Like, by the time you're hearing this, Twitter might already be dead. Uh, quite honestly, uh, this is I'm on we're recording this on the day Twitter I don't died. Think it's going to die. I don't think it's going to die. I think I am also on Mastodon. I think it's going I think Twitter is going to come back. And I think uh, we're all going to be like, why did we sign up for Mastodon? Because they're a fantastic progressive sludge band that has arguably the finest uh, uh, metal album that is a uh, a concept album of all time and that's i already fell guy. asleep i fell asleep during your description thank Chin. you good so i can keep going and i won't have to listen to you whining about my talk about metal chan look at your waveform compared to ours you look like you're peaking with every word uh, there are you happy I'm so much happier now. I just want to make sure this audio is usable. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. This is, is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Race to Canis. That's it's your third crap. intro that you've done. Perhaps six right? minutes of, of, of quali- well, quality gold podcasting. When the first six minutes we can't use because Chan peaked it and we sound like bees are coming out of our mouths, we're going to need to re-intro it. the show again. He can fix it. Chan cannot fix that. No one can fix that. Uh, I like. I love the fact that now Chan has posted on Mastodon. Race to Canis does not exist. No, he didn't. And I'm the only one that can see both posts because I'm the only one that follows both of you. Yes, that's because we are both Tyler Durden's of you, Gina. But also, I'm re re Mastodoning both of you. What does that mean? I nobody knows. <laughs> it means retweeting. What? Nobody, knows. Why? nobody fucking knows. Mastod- <laughs> Here's the deal. We're going over to Mastodon because Twitter's dead. Twitter has been destroyed by a, a, a guy for a tax break. Uh, it's really disappointing how it's all gone. But that being said, we all uh, let's go over to Mastodon. That's what everybody's talking about. This is the worst website. This is some of the worst <laughs> social media nonsense I've ever seen in my entire life. 
Uh, it's just garbage. <laughs> it's just straight up garbage. It doesn't work. Don't go there. Don't Ten do years it. from now, when Mastodon takes over the world, they're going to use this recording as justification for publicly executing Race to Canis. If I get publicly ex- executed by the Mastodon <laughs> Brigade, then you know what? It was worth it. So I'll start there. What is happening? Why? Are, what are those sounds? Is Maybe Robert Clark Chan tooting? Head. Is that a toot sound from Mastodon? Is it ruining our show? <laughs> what is happening? I've now retweeted both of yours, uh, and I'm. it's just making me really giddy. <laughs> I hate uh, that sound. I have, yeah, I have no idea what that sound is. It's got to be Gina tweet tooting because they call no, it tooting. Dude, I don't, I don't, I don't know sounds. I don't, I don't even know what that is. I'm sure it's Chan. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, when because in doubt. he who smelt it dealt it when it comes you know, to toots. I'm closing what? Mastodon right now because it's trash. Ray was the one who was smelling it. <laughs> so wouldn't that then mean that Ray is the tootie? <laughs> <laughs> Look, before we launch into the more of this show, do we? Uh, 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 no, I got nothing else. Let's just launch no, into the show. You were going to say, <laughs> nope. Because Gina really wants us to be done. Um, so here's the deal. It's betrayal. Thank you to Mox and uh, JRC for joining the show. We watched it live with uh, with our patron friends. Patreon.com says no one except the podcast. Now we open up with Metalhead and uh, Ironclaw, our pals, uh, and he's in fact the most important member of Scar. You can see where the guy who just joined two hours ago being the most trusted, valued employee is going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah honestly, Ask and they, they ham this they ham this plot point up so much. The woman who keeps changing races and wore a wig for like five minutes for no apparent reason. Oh, you mean Carrie Lake, the failed Arizona governor uh, elect? Yeah, definitely a reference everyone will get. A year from You'll get now. it today. You won't get it ever again. <laughs> two weeks after this airs, and to be fair, that was Gina's joke. I did steal it, but I at least yeah. want to give Gina credit for it because it didn't she sound does, like she was going to say it. This cartoon villain lady does look a lot like Carrie Lake, uh, but she makes a point to say, "Like, wow, uh, Scar doesn't trust anyone, or, or Ironclaw doesn't trust anyone, and he trusts you." And honestly, it's so out of character that I thought this was going to lead to a double, double cross. I thought it was yeah. going to be like Metalhead was going to be like, ha, I've been conning you, Ironclaw. And then Ironclaw was going to be like, bitch, I've been conning you, too. You think I would trust you? You think a guy who for two seasons has been very savvy and very smart about everything, everything. would trust a former G.I. Joe for uh, who defected in in like one day yeah with all of these crazy secrets that we'll get into in a sec in a second so i thought that like the reveal at the end was going to be like the joes were going to come and swoop in and like capture iron claw and unmask him and it's just going to be some lackey and iron claw is like safely retired in fiji or something like that and he's like how stupid do you think i am idiots uh, so I'll say it now. I'll be disappointed if that's not the case. It's not the case. Yeah, well, here's say. the thing. There could have been a third season. And if there were, then they could have started, uh, the, because, uh, Iron Claw at the end of this gets knocked out and he's just like face down on the ground for the rest of the, uh, uh, episode. Like they could come back and be like, and now let's unmask him and see who it is. And then do exactly that. 
which would be kind of yeah. cool. So those sounds are coming from Robert Clark Chan's Mastodon. It's definitely I, not me. Uh, yeah. I, I thought I knew what that was, and now I have no idea. Uh, oh, well, I, is it actually a Mastodon noise? It is a Mastodon noise. I have no noise. idea. Is it because, because wait, how I do just you know? found Robert Clark Chan on my mobile <laughs> version of Mastodon? Oh, and you that's what happens like when you like like something? That's I liked, retweeted, <laughs> and followed him and got bleeps all three times I was listening oh, for it. Fascinating. <laughs> so Chan is the one ruining my life with those sounds. Also, You're you guys are using it. No. You guys are using it on your computers. Are you 80 years old? I use it on my computers because I don't trust net security on my phone. <laughs> Delete Twitter off your phones. Wait, They're so you selling did... your phones to the hackers. So you found him, right? Yeah. Honestly, I popped open Mastodon Mobile, and the literal first thing that popped up was his tweet saying, I don't exist. <laughs> that is Because I had, re- I had retweeted it. <laughs> yes, because you'd retweeted it. That's fucking stupid. Mastodon, you're stupid. Ray, you're in a coma. That is a message to you that you need to come out of the coma. <laughs> We're trying to gotta, reach you from the outside. You gotta play my favorite song to get me out of the upside down chant. I thought we were clear on this. Oh God, what thing. is it? What is your favorite song? Oh boy, what is my favorite song? You gotta know it. Chan, you gotta know me. You gotta know it. <laughs> I, I mean, it's probably the Oscar Mayer Wiener song. That's what I would play I, if I was I trying would, to get rid of it. I would I would answer for that. I would. Look, here's the thing. If if Ray was in a coma and hallucinated a a social media app. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first I time. I would it to be masked on because it it is not intuitive or user friendly or smart. <laughs> so I would assume a half brain dead Ray. I would assume that's the best he could come up with in his coma fantasy world. That is uh, that's a solid. Uh, yeah, I I will buy that one hundred percent. So let's talk about G.I. Joe Extreme some more, because I feel like we're going to get very flubity on this episode, because Gina's been sick for three days. <laughs> I've been stuck home with a sick kid all week long. Robert Clark Chan is Robert Clark Chan. So I figure we're going to be off base. Uh, so let's bring it back in. So Black Dragon shows up in the car base. I guess he just knows where it is and comes in an open window with no glass on it. Just an open hole in the wall of this like communication center with important scar tech. He just, he's just there in the rafters and he says, metalhead, you can't be serious. And he's like, I'm very serious. Black dragon. I'm going to press this button and, and security's going to come. And he's like, all right, man, I'm going to leave this wide open hole in the wall window. Uh, bye. And then he's out. He just leaves out the window. And then, and then, and then uh, they get called out. Carrie Lake and Metalhead get pulled out and said, "We got to fly to Iron Claw's remote base." And so wait, they fly away. Wait, at what point? I don't know. I guess we'll get to this, but I just want to know at what point. Mask-faced surfer guy, Black Dragon. Black Dragon. Black Dragon knows about all this. Um. Okay, uh, spoiler, question. this whole thing turns out to be uh, a double cross that uh, uh, they've the G.I. Joes have planned. So obviously Black Dragon knows. But okay, but here's the thing. I don't think he does. Does he does he know? Like, I was thinking, is it the moment that the sand that the mask thing happens when it slips mask into a sandwich? sandwich? We'll get to the but, mask sandwich later. Oh, please. Uh, 
Can we? Because it's implied that some know, some don't know, and I mean, it's spelled out that some know and some don't know because uh, uh, Thick Neck over there didn't know, and uh, they yeah. oh, that had no idea. Stupid. So we're just assuming that they're keeping up that they're like keeping up this act. I don't. I yeah. don't actually think that's the case. Here's I the think thing. they have that conversation. Black Dragon and Metalhead have this conversation. No, I'm not. I'm totally Scar. I'm uh, no GI Joe. Boo! And Black Dragon's like, No, why could? How could you do that? We shared so much together. We yeah, had that ring around one time, and then, and then, uh, Gurley comes out from uh behind. It's like I heard the whole thing. Yeah. Like, you what? Clearly, that was set up so that they could, you know, yeah. uh, uh, make it look like he's totally uh, for Scar. That's mm-hmm. the vibe I got as well. Yeah. Um, Interesting. It's not, it's Interesting not great. that they don't sub- that they don't uh, commit a hundred percent either way in this children's cartoon. Like they never say, "Oh, he was in on it the whole time," or blah blah blah. You complain constantly that they they <laughs> put it, put big red arrows all over everything, and you want them to give you something without f- spoon feeding it to you. They don't spoon feed it to you. Like I wish I had more spoon. No, I want it to be consistent. I I want it to be consistent because half of this episode is like them doing stupid, stupid plot and and crap, and like then the other half is is. Oh, they're implying that's that this Joe knew and this Joe didn't know and blah 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 blah. Yeah. You know, good writing. Sounds like good writing to me. Sounds like great <laughs> writing to me. Don't don't, don't spoon feed me. Yeah. Uh so we cut back to G.I. Joe headquarters where uh Lieutenant Stone and Tracker. Tracker was hurt last episode, if you remember. He broke his leg. Stone I didn't got remember. bumped in the head. Well, he he did. Uh, Sergeant Savage comes in. He's like, I'm just so mad at Metalhead. I will find him and eat him. Stupid until the end. Stupid until the end. Stone is all like, no one was meant to get hurt. Yeah. And then there's a pause like, all right, we we fucking get it. And then Tracker and Gina are both like, what? What are you talking about? People get hurt all the time. It's okay. (laughs) Wait, Wait. so Tracker didn't know? Correct. Pass me the Capricol. <laughs> the Capricol? You know, because they leave off the last vowel on the Sopranos. He means Caprica. Uh, the, yeah, that's what the I thought. The Battlestar Galactica yeah. special. Hey, give me some mozzarella. Like a car? What? Mozzarella. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. I'll take some ricot. It's pronounced ricot, okay? Capricol. <laughs> This is waiting, waiting for for Gina's Italian to come out. It's like, okay, no, I could I could take that. I could take him mispronouncing one thing. He's pronouncing. I'm, two I'm things. just I'm take, I'm trying mouth, to ignore him. Oh God, I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna. <laughs> well, my potato pizza with extra tomato. What? Who the hell? Where the hell are you? I don't where know are you anymore. Potato pizzas from? I don't know. That word just came out of me. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> Guys, I think you're. T- I think you're thinking of Latkes. I'm thinking of Latkes. Oh yeah, like Andy Kaufman's character on Taxi. <laughs> very, very fun character. Yeah, we are hey. making references instead of doing jokes. <laughs> hey, do you guys remember Smurfs? <laughs> I remember. <Okay. laughs> what, what show was that? that How was about Snorks? You guys remember Snorks? I remember. God, what, I remember. what cartoon show was that? Anyway. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, I was making a South Park re- reference. Chan was making a Family Guy reference. 
Yeah, Chan, you were right. Um, so we cut over to the theater. So apparently Iron Claws rented out a theater. I don't know what's happening here. There's a stage, but a lot of equipment. And he has a disc. Now, why he I, has a hold disc? On, hold on. Yes. I, I brought this up many times, and it enrages me that you still don't remember. Iron Claw is a theater major. Oh. He was a theater tech in right, high school. Right, 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 right. He thought I'd become a big-time okay, actor, you know, going into college. Obviously, he didn't do well. He didn't get cast in all of the very comedic roles that he should have gotten in college and became bitter. And yeah, sure. Sometimes he lashes out at people. Sometimes he makes podcasts and just belittle other people's creative work. But the important (laughs) thing is he is who he is. And we need to respect that. I'm sorry. What were we talking about? (laughs) We're talking about the fact that he inexplicably uh, has a disc with the location of every Scar agent in Cobra base in history. And he's just giving it to Metalhead. God, the satellite communication. So There's no reason for this disc to exist, much sure. less to be given to the G.I. Joe member who just joined the team yesterday. Yeah. There's I no really, reason this, for it. This to me is like, it is it, this to me is every writer on this show n- knew it was ending they already have their other jobs lined up. Yeah. <laughs> they wrote this episode. Some exec was like, oh, his it, has Ironclaw always been this stupid? And they're and they're like, look, we don't, can we just we don't care? They're- can we just <laughs> can we just put every important bit of information on a disc, despite the fact that in past episodes he's much, much too smart for that and takes great pains to hide who he is and hide evidence can we just please i have one week of vacation before i start my next job i don't want to be thinking about this (laughs) shit and the execs were like yeah fine i've got five other cartoons to give notes on today (laughs) this is the last run to the lunch truck (laughs) we gotta go we cannot be bothered so inexplicably in the second, what, third scene, now Black Dragon shows up in the rafters again at this new scar base. Like, how shitty is the security at these scar bases? Anyway, he drops from the ceiling he gets, uh, uh, and uh, uh, two guys drop him and he ends up kicking both of them and stealing their guns and just starts shooting everybody. And oh, I was wait, like, oh, no. this is pretty cool. I, th- I th- uh, uh, uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we skipped over the part uh, of Black Dragon escaping from uh, the base the first time. I bring this up specifically because he is holding on to a missile on a scar <laughs> jet like, I don't know, like a body pillow, like an anime waifu body <laughs> pillow. And it was faintly disturbing. It's obviously a giant missile, so it, it lo- also looks like a huge penis. And uh, none of it w- made, was making me happy. Uh, and then in the next scene, um, there was uh, old, old Meatneck who uh, salutes, and it looks suspiciously like a Nazi salute, and I'm oh. not happy about that. So <laughs> I'm just going to register my discontent once again. Okay. I think okay. it was a lazy, it was more like a lazy, uh, you know, like a uh-huh. lazy Nazi salute. salute, lazy Nazi yeah. salute. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me how how a lazy Nazi is uh, okay? <laughs> uh, because I mean, no, I'm, it was I'm like not... a lazy salute. Like he was like sort of giving a salute, but he like half-assed uh-huh. it. And he, it just arm shot out and just stuck there <laughs> instead of like coming back into the forehead. 
It just oh, sort of hung out there for a little while. Kyle, <laughs> fine. <laughs> Gina coming around and being a Nazi defender. I wouldn't have expected that, but here we are at the end of G.I. Joe Extreme. Yeah, she's a lot of surprises. Cool. A lot of surprises. Look, at the seven end of seven Extreme. years of G.I. Joe will do strange things to a person's brain. <laughs> That's fact. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, the Black Dragon starts crushing people with his guns. Iron Claw just straight up wallops him. Just drops him. And uh, 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 so they start fighting a little bit more. Now, Chan, could I get some sound effects for this fight? Nope. Because I would love that because the VO work was lackluster. This is, I, 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 I do expect more out of this show. And it's very clear that they're just, as you said, trying to get the lights off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if you heard me, but no. Oh, but we should, but we should hear some because they were great. Yeah, we should, but we're not because oh, I didn't are, are we just trying? Any. Are we just trying to get off the off the we're just trying to get to the taco trunks, too? Is that what's going on? <laughs> Here's the thing. When we watch these things uh, uh, live with our patrons, sometimes the audio works and sometimes it doesn't. And, you know, fair. this is one of those doesn't times. All right. Well, OK, so he throws a gas ball. Here's the thing. I will say this. If you haven't watched uh any of these episodes or, you know, you just kind of listen to us, you should watch this episode because it's actually it is. I don't want to say it's good, and I'm not going to say it's bad. I'm going to say it is definitely worth watching. I think and you so. should listen because there's a lot of stuff. A lot of the audio is you'll stop and go like, "Wait, what? Why did they do that? <laughs> Why did no, they do that? Is, that's a that's a choice that they made. That is wow. Oh, okay. Uh, and you really should uh, have that for yourself. Is all yeah. I'm saying. No, I like it. It's all true. So uh, uh, Scar to set up a later plot point throws a gas ball at Iron Claw, and they're like, "No, no, 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 no! Black Dragon's mask has a gas mask in on it, so that's not going to work." Metalhead shouts out. At which point he beats the shit out of him. Anyway, he's about to murder him when uh, uh, Metalhead steps in, blasts him with an as of unforeseen to now sonic pulse from a sonic glove <laughs> it reveals he just recently made as a hobby and he must have done it in the last 12 hours start to finish because he hasn't been on the scar base long enough to have done r&d tech on a glove weapon no yeah uh, so yeah like so what's the what's the truth here is he is is this actually a sonic glove or did, did he just like well, I, he, he zaps Scar with uh, Iron Claw with it at the end of the episode, so it is a real thing that really works. Oh, well, okay. it does. Uh, yeah, it probably has two settings because when he first used it, I was like, "Oh, he has a special big, uh, a special weapon that makes a big flash because it was like a really bright thing for a sonic weapon that yeah. uses sound." Oh yeah. Huh? Uh, and I was like, oh, that's a plot point, obviously. Like, uh, <laughs> he's going to say, like, oh, I killed Black Dragon when, in fact, he didn't. He just knocked him out or something like that. But uh-huh. they didn't. Uh, well, I very- that's something that got cut because it was just took too long or oh, something. He, he very clearly knocked him out because Iron Claw was going to kill him. So then he steps in right. and says, now you have a yeah. prisoner for your big show tonight. Isn't that better? Look how I'm helping you. And Iron yeah. Claw's I like, mean- yeah, all right. It would have been really cool if Iron Claw actually killed Black Dragon before be. he could be saved. And then, like, the rest of the episode is just, like, Metalhead being like, oh, oh, God. Oh, God, I really messed up this mission. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. And then he's, like, really freaking out. 
And he's like trying to explain it to not Duke, like how things went wrong. Not Duke gets furious and Metalhead actually joins Scar. Interesting. Uh, I don't hate that. Interesting wrap up (laughs) the finale. Uh, At the beginning of season three, that could be exactly what happened. It could be that he shot him with a sonic glove. He's like, oh, no, he's fine. He's just stunned. And then he's like, oh, God, I've got super cancer. He dies like two days later. And you're like, you did what? And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't have time to RD it all the way. I didn't get to (laughs) test it on like monkeys and stuff. Turns out it gives human super cancer. I didn't know that. And then yeah, everyone feels, you know, like oh, or or he blasted him with this, and it doesn't give him super cancer, but it does like destroy his frontal lobe of his brain. Oh yeah, and he becomes the new villain of season three uh-huh. because he his like this his you know his moral center has been destroyed, Ooh. and he blames the Joes for doing this to him because he went along with this. And he becomes a supervillain and the Joes like have this whole like season three where they really feel bad about hunting him down, but they know they have to do it because they created the monster and they keep getting various uh, opportunities to like capture or kill him. But because they feel so guilty, they keep letting him get away. That would be a good season three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. Why not? (laughs) What I'm saying is I hope that this new iteration of G.I. Joe has a morally gray, slightly brain-damaged ex-G.I. Joe in it. Gina, well, here's what I'm going to say right now. Get to pitching. Get to <laughs> pitching. I'm sure you can get this. Look, I, if if I went back and listened to all seven years' worth of, of episodes of this with all of the pitches that I've made, I would have... <clears throat> I could put together the most amazing pitch that would yeah. last... That would A show that would last for 10 seasons... Absolutely. And would be perfection and super dark. And there would be like every episode someone would be killing themselves. But that seems like a lot of work to, you know, listen to a podcast. (laughs) So I guess it'll never happen. (laughs) Oh, well. Okay. Uh, Ridiculous. (laughs) So we, 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 we now Ironclaw reiterates the fact that he's giving this disc of every location of every Scar agent and base to Metalhead again, and then promotes him to captain because of his great work with Black Dragon. Wonderful. Also, his presentations in six hours. Fast forward, now his presentations in one hour. How do I know this? Because before (laughs) that, he said, it's in six hours. Next line, it's in one hour. (laughs) It's called continuity. Look it up. Um, Good writing. He's asked to keep Black Dragon's mask. He tells Carrie Lake, uh, I wanted to keep the mask as a souvenir. And he says, uh, uh, and they said, and then one of the weirdest scenes in maybe I've ever seen anywhere. <laughs> he puts the mask in front of his say- face. He's like, you will do what I say, Carrie Lake. And she's like, yo, yo, that's kind of funny. He's like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to do this thing with me, Carrie Lake. She's like, all right, it's kind of weird now. He goes back for a third time. God, I wish we had the sound pull, Robert Clark Chan. Yeah, me back too. For- Back Guess somebody shouldn't have uh, demanded that we do a, uh, a live episode at the last <laughs> minute, huh? Chan, the show exists on on a separate tab. You could just play the clip from the show. He's oh, true. You He's want right. me to go look these things up in the middle of the show? Dear Lord. Okay, so then she's finally like, yo, okay, you've done it three times. I don't like this. 
I'm good. I'm honestly like, honestly, this is kind of progressive. She's like, you're making me uncomfortable. I'm going to have to report you to HR if you don't stop. And he says respectfully, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was going too far. And then he stops. Honestly, uh, Scar shows better HR uh, understanding of what consent is no, than most he, tech companies. No, it took him. You're no, it took him so long to realize she like w- wasn't finding this amusing. Like this is totally a guy that's like joking around with a woman, and she's just like wh- chuckling uncomfortably. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like every meme where there's a dude accosting a woman and and like looking like he's mansplaining something to her. This is her like chuckling politely on the first time. <laughs> clearly ignoring on the second time and on the third time being like okay dude shut the fuck up and wow. like only then is he sort of like oh oh you okay i guess some girls don't have a sense of humor yeah can i I'm just, just say being a how, nice guy how happy it makes me that uh uh aew wrestler john silver's main claim to fame is that meme uh, oh, is that the is that is that who that short muscly dude is that's yes. screaming at that woman? Uh he's uh, a delightful uh guy, uh oh, very seriously? sweet. And uh they basically do skits backstage. There's this uh, uh YouTube show called uh 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 Being the Elite, and they sort of give the wrestlers like carte blanche, just like go off and do whatever they want to do. So they basically write sketches. And then they do stuff like that. And um, yeah, that was a screenshot that it just so perfectly encapsulates the entire the idea you're talking about. It just became a thing. Wait, so the woman is in on it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That well. makes it way less fun. And I'm out now. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I figure. It's not about harassing people. <laughs> What's the point? Um, here, so she here's does the important not- thing. You'll never have to watch an episode of AEW ever in your life <laughs> or a guest on a podcast about it, even though we've asked you repeatedly. I so why is, it, it. Why uh-huh. is that dude so short, though? I mean, he's here's the thing. He's like he, he's like five, six, probably something like that. Oh, my God. Tiny. There what are, are men that about? are five, six. Oh. <laughs> All right. Speaking Yikes. of a man who's five seven. Yikes. Uh, yeah, but you're not five six. Come on, those are those mutants. Am I right? Uh, he looks he looks very small in it. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is like uh, in the world of professional wrestling, like normal sized people look teeny tiny. <laughs> everybody else is fucking huge. Wait, I mean five six is not normal size. It is pretty close to normal size. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> relax. No, it Relax. Gina, can you believe there's how, people under six foot four in this world? How tall are you, Gina? <laughs> Outrageous. How tall are you? I'm five foot two, but I'm a girl, and uh-huh. and I also admit I am very short. Uh-huh. Like I don't have any, I don't have any qualms about it. I mean, that dude looks—he's he doesn't just look short; he is actually very short. <laughs> he looks Gina-sized, is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the fun of the meme because it looks like he's got short man syndrome. Like he, it looks like a dude that's like. Because I'm short, I'm going to mansplain to a lot of women. Indeed. (laughs) I'm going to, well, actually, until I die. (laughs) (laughs) G.I. Joe will return after these messages. New Ultra Slam Firepower! Slam, slam, slam! 
Sergeant Savage mans the G.I. Joe detonator. Power punching it, slamming it long distance. The evil Inferno blasts back from the Spitfire. With new slam firepower, you can blast anything to the extreme. Got him! All right! Extreme times call for extreme heroes. Inferno comes with Spitfire. Sergeant Savage with detonator. back to G.I. Joe. Okay, so we cut back to the G.I. Joe barracks <laughs> where Sergeant Savage has started reflecting. This is where we're at in the show. Sergeant Savage is like, maybe I shouldn't have been so mean to him. Maybe he wouldn't have joined Scar if I had just <laughs> lightened up a little bit. I'm having second thoughts about everything. And I'm like, you know what? Good growth in the final episode yeah. of G.I. Joe Extreme Sergeant Savage. Good job, you. Yeah. Yeah, he he I mean it's it's way too little too late. Oh, totally. Because because <laughs> if if uh Rocket Man or Metalhead or whatever his name is, Rocket, Rocket Man. Man. Yeah. <laughs> if, if Rocket Man really had turned to the dark side and was giving an evil or evil organization all of their secrets, just after the fact being like maybe I shouldn't have mercilessly bullied him and been such a fucking narc all the time and such a rule stickler. I mean, maybe I shouldn't have. If I was that guy's boss, I'd be like, yeah, you think, asshole? Like, why don't you should you go defect now, stupid? Clearly they have. I mean, later on, it comes out that they don't respect this guy at all. And they no, all think he's all. the stupidest human being alive. Uh, right, so. Yeah, correctly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, like I, I, I'm on board for that part. But yeah, this part, like at first I was like, okay, good, good, good. And then I was just like, nah, you know what? You just bullied someone into suicide and now you're like feeling yeah. slight guilt about it. <laughs> no, no, this. And also like this is this is solely there so that uh, uh, Stone can have another one of these like, trust me, it's not your fault. And how do you know? Trust me. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and also to, re to reiterate to the audience that, like, this stupid, thick-necked guy really doesn't know what's going on. Yes. Well, and also to let uh, uh, the dumb people, uh, I'm sorry, children, know <laughs> that this is actually part of a plan, and it's okay, and your favorite dude, Metalhead, is not actually a bad guy. Wow. 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 Yeah. I feel I feel seen right now. Okay, so we cut back to Scar Prison, and they're giving Black Dragon his last meal. And did they say something effective like Metalhead prepared this himself? Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> they just let I mean, Metalhead in the kitchen to make a sandwich for Black Dragon. Like, yeah. what is going on at Scar? I guess he's is my not, question. He's not doing anything important right now, right? They're not going to have like the big plan or anything that's executing yeah. in just a couple of hours, in, in right? Just in, in less than an hour, yeah. it's happening, and he's in the kitchen making a goddamn peanut butter and mask sandwich for Black Dragon. Someone's in the kitchen with Metalhead. Someone's in the kitchen, I know. <laughs> it's Someone's just so weird. And the mask somehow fits inside these two pieces of bread so well, it doesn't like poof the bread up or anything that somebody would get suspicious and look at it. Like, what I is, feel like what is happening if, here? If you served Gina a sandwich that wasn't puffed up, it was like six inches high, 
like if you lay it down flat it's still six inches high i i feel like gina would legitimately throw it back in your face but then you would notice the mask the mask in between two pieces if i put a gimp mask between Uh two pieces of bread i had not that i've tried it you would Mm -hmm. notice the goddamn mask in there is what i'm trying to say i mean i would here's the thing I would be the one that it would accidentally eat the mask. Yeah, I would. I was going <laughs> to say the same thing. Like, you know what? Yeah, he would be halfway yeah. through the thing. He was like, "This is real crunchy." Yeah. <laughs> and not only does nobody know, Black Dragon throws the tray, and he's like, "F this guy!" And he's like, "Wait a minute, what's that?" Cut this away. This is why I think Black Dragon didn't know about it beforehand. Oh, he he didn't. I don't think. I don't know. Well, here's the deal. I don't think. Black Dragon did not know he was going to be served a mask sandwich. That was a surprise. No, I think he's not in on it. I think that I think that not Duke told like one or two people about this plan. Black Dragon was not one of them. I think that Black Dragon was not acting. Clearly, Metalhead was acting. But like in this moment, there's no there's no reason for Black Dragon to be acting. So I think. Like, I think he was not in on it until he saw the mask. I see. I see both sides of this argument. And I think both are legitimate because they never actually tell us. Right. Black Dragon knowledgeable because you could say one side. He keeps showing up there and helps with the ruse, uh, uh, etc. But you could also exactly what you're saying also makes narrative sense. I don't know is the answer. So what you're saying is what this uh, arc is, is really a testament to friendship as Black Dragon <laughs> could not let his friend go. You know he what? went yeah. to the most, he was willing to sacrifice his life to bring his friend back. And uh, that's, I don't know, I'm getting a little misty eyed right now. No, I, like that. I think what like- this is, is again those guys had to get to the get to their last free lunch of the season <laughs> and when someone in the room was like wait does black dragon know or not know everyone was like ah, bah, 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 bah. who cares who cares <laughs> just like leave it as it is and someone and like the writer's assistant was like oh hey you guys just just fyi like for half of the episode it seems like maybe he knows and half the episode it seems like he doesn't know and we never answer it is that a problem and someone's like dude I'll write you a letter of recommendation if you stop asking us to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think anybody anybody knows. Well, let's get to the big the big celebration. Let's get to the big act three denouement. So we got um uh, a stage and Iron Claw's putting on a big show for all of the Scar members. He's like, look at this. I'm Iron Claw. I'm the big daddy. I've captured Black Dragon, raised Canister up, and I'm going to kill him now for all of you like and subscribe and there's a moment where uh jrc in the chat of our uh, live watching says he noticed all of the iron uh all the scar members are all wearing skulls and it reminded him of that sketch are we the baddies is it ever uh-huh. I, I think they know they're baddies though i don't think there's a surprise because uh, they're about to kill a man on video i'm just saying uh he also said uh something about new wave concerts with breakdancing ninjas which <laughs> Also, uh, yeah, pretty aptly described the whole situation, and I would very much be into going to that club. Yeah, I was actually, I was promised that at Fire Festival, but it never happened. Oh. Uh, I would be pissed if I was like one of the, first of all, if I was one of the grunts at this, at this Cobra Claw thing, and someone was like, hey, we just like promoted this guy, he's been here two whole hours. (laughs) Uh, he doesn't have to wear a face mask like the rest of rest of you do. 
at that point, I would be like, you know what? I'm just going to collect unemployment for a little while. This, uh, is, this is too much for me. You may not have been paying close attention because those very words did come out of the uh, 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 their mouths. They were saying specifically, like, that dope? What? He's only been here for like a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. That's part of the plan, part of the well-crafted, well-honed plan of the G.I. Joes. I'm going to be honest. Really, for me, it would be uh, the fact that he doesn't have to wear a mask. And yeah, I no, that's, that's true. Only yeah. one in the room. I cannot tell you how many times I remember you, Gina Ippolito, over the past two years saying, I refuse <laughs> to wear a mask. I'm better than you all. I don't care if I've only been here an hour. The big boss is a friend of mine. I am not going to wear any goddamn mask at you. That's you sneezing on people without your mask during a pandemic. Yeah. Uh, I likes what I likes, and I like for people to see the money maker at all times. <laughs> That's fair. That's a fair point. Uh, so everybody starts cheering for Iron Claw. It's it's wonderful. Uh, uh and then all of a sudden, uh, it turns out bla- they're gonna gas him. That's the whole thing. They're gonna they're gonna poison gas him. He collapses in the tube, and they're all like, "Yeah, he's dead. Yay, we're great." And then they this kinda, is quite I, a gamble, by the way, like because that actually was poison gas. So if anything had gone wrong, if his mask had been damaged in the sandwich, for instance, oh, sure. <laughs> if it had a little piece of cilantro stuck in the tube and when he yeah. put it on it, it he realized he couldn't breathe. So it was when only you other boot camp. You definitely do get training uh, that the the most uh, uh, or the, the biggest damage that could possibly be done to a gas mask is sandwiches. You should always keep the gas mask away no, from sandwiches. Uh, sandwich damage could kill you. Wait a minute, so hold, oh, I got to take a step back. Gina, do you put cilantro in your sandwiches? No, no. I mean, I, I'm, nice a, I'm, a, I'm oh, yeah. an olive oil, vinegar, salt, and pepper, Jersey Mike's type of girl, which could easily right. clog up some instruments. Cilantro yeah. was just the first thing that I thought of that was small. I want to make sure. Uh, a vegan banh mi at uh, Mendocino Farms is a delight. Oh, you're right. That is my favorite thing at Mendocino. Sounds yeah. upsetting. I would not be eating that. No, it's delicious. Don't Try be a it. snob. Don't be a meat snob. I had a vegan sausage once. I thought I was going to throw up. It's not a, it's it's Ray, vegan because Ray. it's tofu. It's not when fake When your wrestling meat. coach puts his penis in your mouth, that's not that's not what it means by- It's called it. vegan sausage. sausage. That's what, that's no, what everybody that's calls it, Chan. What are you talking about? Nope. Mm-mm. You should definitely take that to the police. <laughs> oh, God. But he ate it. <laughs> yeah, that's the weirder thing. I- I probably should say that the other guy should take Ray to the police because <laughs> cannibalism uh, uh, trumps. Uh, okay, Chance, you know there, what? There's uh, a lot you think you know about wrestling that you just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out that all of this was a big setup and the big reveal happens. Uh, oh, no, we're going to get there into the flashback in a sec. So Metalhead shoots the container. It's revealed that uh, Black Dragon has the mask, so he's fine. And that uh, also Metalhead just starts talking massive shit. He just starts talking massive shit at Iron Claw on his own broadcast to all the Scar agents. Now, this there is before we talk about this, I I just want to briefly hop back to the part where Iron Claw was like, and here's our newest recruit. This guy, you know him, you love him. He was a former Joe. Now he's on our our team. Metalhead. 
they cut to metalhead who turns around in his chair gives a wave and there's a spotlight on him a spotlight turn a follow spot turns on and i want to know was that iron claw was that metalhead is there a third very dramatic person on uh team uh, scar who's like you know what we really need to take this to the next level um we, ha- bring, we haven't seen where Steel Pernell's. Raven is. I think Steel Raven's got one spotlight left in her. Yeah, I can, yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. She is the stage manager to yeah. uh, Iron Claw's uh, self-important director. That's fair. That's fair. And he's just like metal, Metalhead's. Just like this guy's so fucking stupid. This is your leader. He hired a GI Joe, didn't vet him properly, and then twelve hours later gave him a disc with all the shit on it. Like, what an idiot. You guys actually follow this guy? You must feel very stupid right now. Yeah. And I'm like, kind of, yeah, he's right. Yeah. He's 100% right. Yeah, wrong. this is great. This is this is the moment where he's he's like, you idiots are double idiots because you thought I was a big enough idiot to actually follow this idiot. And they're like, huh? Well, and then Iron Claw turns to one of his technicians and goes, cut the broadcast. He goes, you put Metalhead in charge of the broadcast, <laughs> you dumb piece of shit. <laughs> and he's like, ah, that's a problem. Nope. I did literally give him access to all our satellites. Yeah, that's the thing he did. Fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, look, I love this show. This show actually made some very good decisions, some very um, uh, uh, not standard decisions and pulled them off. This just turning Iron Claw into an absolute dipshit in the final two episodes is a little unnerving. It's a little upsetting. I understand we're trying to wrap up the show, but like, I don't like it when you turn capable characters into fucking morons. There was that, um, what was that show with, uh, uh, oh God, a uh, Draco Malfoy as like some sort of like tech genius, rich kid who murders like prostitutes or something. You guys, did you watch this show it was from a few couple of years ago? Is that just a thing that you made up in your head? No, there's a real, it was a real like 12, 13 episode season of a show starring Draco Malfoy, who has a name, I'm sure. And, um, and he's like some just like spoiled rich kid who like murders women. And yeah. then like the whole time he's staying one step ahead of our like intrepid detective. And he's like, I'm smarter than you. And he keeps like setting it up. Like she thinks she's going to get him. And then he's like, actually, yes, fuck Ray. you. You've seen the show, right? Yes, we all know about this show. This definitely wasn't another coma <laughs> dream of yours. Show. But what kills me is in the final episode, it's like, how the fuck are they going to get out of here? And then, like, all it turns out is the detective lady wore a wire and just got him to admit the whole thing in the final episode. It's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? And that's what I felt like here. That show is real. No, you don't even. I could see you both looking at me. That is a real show that I really watched. And it's just don't turn your super genius villain into a goddamn idiot just to finish the show. It does. No, I'm going to look it up now. Somebody else talked about writing Fox shows in your head. (laughs) Come back to us. What if we all are, have been in a coma for the past seven years and uh, knowing he's have the podcast is our shared coma dream? His name is Tom Felton. And I'm going to find the name of this goddamn show. Even if I do know what show you're talking about, I'm never going to admit you're it. You're totally sandbagging me right now. 
<laughs> oh, this is very upsetting. <laughs> the hell was this show called? Hey, Ray, if you go through every listing on IMDb, He's maybe you'll so stumble many. across it. <laughs> was it Murder in the First? Is that what it was? That the one? Mm, doesn't sound like it. No, mur- no. No, this wasn't it. He was on a season of that. What the fuck? What was this show? <laughs> this very real show that he very actually did. It was murder in the first. Maybe they made more seasons without him afterwards. Murder in the first. You people are, it was a TNT show. I'm so mad at both of you right now. <laughs> leaving me hung out to dry. This is not good radio. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, you're talking about Harry Potter. I've seen the Harry Potter movies, yes. I swear Were to God. Were we here doing good radio? I'm just here to amuse myself. <laughs> it was the first season of the TV show Murder in the First. Yes, God Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. We all yeah. know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea Harry they Old actually Man made. Trapped. He turns into a dog. More seasons <laughs> talking about the same thing. After <laughs> he, that's, that wrapped up, I thought that was just the end of the show. It mm-hmm. turns out they made two more seasons. <laughs> so that's what I've just learned. I've, I, you know what? This season <sighs> of Knowing is Half the Podcast is going out just as well as, <laughs> as this season of G.I. Joe. So there's a flashback that happened. No, I'm getting out of here because you both have made me angry. I don't Murder even know if, when, is, when this is dropping because we have... <laughs> like a bank episode we're going to put in and then we have oh, Christmas yeah. episodes and I don't know if this is coming before or after the Christmas episodes. I mean, at no, least we have all those timely Carrie Lake, uh, Lake references. <laughs> yeah. By the time this comes out, nobody will remember Carrie Lake. This is okay. So our camp candy episode uh, came out right before Thanksgiving. And then this came out right after Thanksgiving, <laughs> Uh huh. the week after Thanksgiving. So that's, that's where we're at. And then December will be all Christmas for Gina. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, tweet at us your favorite uh, Christmas specials that you want us to watch. Uh, Haven't we already yeah. planned out the entire month? No, that's why I was looking. I was like, oh, geez, we should really oh. get on that. Oh, we haven't done that. Oh, shit. Look, yeah. the streaming services have so many options, but sure, fans, give us oh, your give us There's yours. a cartoon Sonic the Hedgehog Christmas I know we have to watch. Uh, I watched it with Luna last Christmas and I was watching it being like, oh my God, what is this? We have to watch it for knowing. All right. Put it on the list. So that's one. uh, It's on one of them. Yeah. It's got to be. We'll find it. Okay. So there's a flashback. Look, this has been a train wreck. This has been a bigger train wreck than this last episode of G.I. Joe. (laughs) A flashback. There was an orchestra. Okay. Here's the deal. We flashback. <laughs> we find out that at the actual nightclub flashback where they said there's, there's, we one got one night almost left God behind. No one's going to let me get out of here. Gina, you're the one who was trying to be done. Time after time. Sometimes you'll picture me. <laughs> I'm walking too, too far ahead. ahead. You're calling to me. I can't I'd rather be watching Hamtaro right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. My plan is coming to fruition. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> Lieutenant Stone at the club told to grab Metalhead very quickly and somehow with nobody overhearing them said, okay, there is a, there was a, there was an actual broadcast of Scar. We need you to go with them. We I don't even know that that was even on the table, uh, but apparently... It was on the table. So we need you to actually go. We know you were too dumb to realize you were being recruited. Now we need you to do it on purpose. 
go do the thing. And Metalhead's like, okay, I'm doing it. Then they had decided next shot orchestrated attack on every single scar base in the world simultaneously because dumb, dumb iron claw gave metalhead the disc with all the information on it. Then we cut over to the mask was in the sandwich at which point he shoots the tank to get black dragon out of the tank. Everybody, every Joe blows the wall and roof off of this part of the building. All the Joes pile in and like, Nine Joes gangbang Iron Claw. It's it's upsetting. Ending in the shocking power glove, the Sonic Glove. Metalhead. They don't actually show Metalhead doing it, but he gets hit with the Sonic Glove beam to finally drop him. And they're like, "Okay, we've literally defeated uh, all of Scar. All of Scar has been defeated. We have taken in Iron Claw. He has been defeated. We have him here. Sergeant Savage and Metalhead, will you shake on this?" And they shake on it to say that they're best friends and they both have learned something from each other. Friendship is the true extreme in this world. Oh, God. That makes me hate this so much more than I already hated it. You know what? You know what was weird to me? Like, we don't see Clancy again. Clancy never appears. We get get like a shot of the redhead for a second. I thought that they would have like one last one final moment of all the Joes, at least like sort of sort of being like, we did a good thing here today. Clancy's there, you know, but like he's mentioned like someone's like, hey, Clancy did a thing. Remember Clancy from nine yeah. episodes ago? Yeah, like yeah, exactly. that is that is kind of weird. Yeah, it, it's all it does not end in a way like you. It's just such a lackluster ending. Like, I, I feel like if this was OG. Hell was that? A school bell? It sounded like a school bell ring. <laughs> I feel like if this was OG G.I. Joe, we would get one final scene, like back on the base of them relaxing. Yeah. Someone sort of tells a joke or a pun, and then they all laugh, and you have a moment of like, oh, I like this crew. But instead, this is just sort of like, you know the writers were like what voice actors can we get on this last day of filming and they were like we can only get these four and it's like oh not clancy or the girl or any of the other ones that we've seen and they're like no and it's like well you know what i'm late for the lunch truck so i mean the bummer is that they didn't even need the voice actors all they had to do was draw the entire G.I. Joe team, which is like yeah. six people. It's not yeah, like that's a true. huge fucking army. But and the- just be like, hey, we did it. We uh, did the guys that we've no. been trying to, the whole time. That would not be realistic because the Joe members are around the globe at the scar bases. Mayday was on the other side of the planet. Yeah, so they actually wrote right. themselves out of that sequence by having G.I. Joe take out Scar simultaneously. <laughs> Did they maybe uh, show all of the characters like in all of the different places? I didn't see them all except for Mayday. No. I only saw Mayday. I only but saw I think Mayday. Maybe, yeah, I Wouldn't don't know. Would it have made sense to do that? Have a quick montage of like freight taking a guy out and then yeah. like with a busted leg, have Tracker like, like handcuff a Scar. Would that have made sense to have like a 15 seconds to show every Joe mission accomplishing? Yes. Did we do that? Absolutely not. I guess yeah. the the storyboard artists were also excited about the lunch truck. They were done. <laughs> Everybody was done. Last one out the room. Turn off the light. Yeah, the, yeah. This was this was disappointing for an otherwise otherwise pretty good series. Yeah, yeah. 
didn't uh it's it's almost like it's it's almost like it was just gonna be a two-parter that didn't end this way but then they found out they were ending so they're like fuck it <laughs> this is how it ends i right I, I feel like I made some mention at some point that this was probably an episode, a two-parter that they intended to put somewhere in the middle and they never got uh-huh. done and they finally got around to it and they're like, ah, fuck it, just put it at the end. Yeah, yeah, it, do- it does have that feeling. I- I- maybe if we just keep watching iterations of G.I. Joe until we die, we'll eventually get to one that has a good, a good finale. Here's the thing. There appear to be enough of them that surely <laughs> we die before we yeah, get to all of them. Some of them are self-contained, so they should have good endings. You know what? We uh uh I, I we should what we should do is we should recut episodes of G.I. Joe from every iteration of G.I. Joe to make a perfect four episode season of G.I. Joe. Because I feel like we could do it. I feel like there's there's good bits in every iteration, and there's uh, so much good in the first series of Sunbow, though. Like, yeah, yeah, I I agree. But I think like you know, take the best bits from every series and just sort of make one really long, perfect season of GI Joe. All right, I'm in. Let's do it. Get your editing chops on. Let's go. I think it sounds like a job for Chan. Ah, Chan, thank you. Thanks for volunteering. <laughs> yeah, I know how busy you are, so uh, it's so nice of you to go through every... You work, you work at a non-profit. You have time to edit four <laughs> perfect episodes of G.I. Joe. <laughs> don't act like you don't. I I taught myself how to mail merge in... in uh, whoa, whoa, uh, Chan, that's, office whoa, today. whoa, whoa. I don't want to hear about your mail merging. Uh, <laughs> And I got my for, for 300 letters that had to get sent out. I got my first thumb paper cut at uh, on the job today. So I'm feeling like uh, I don't have much time to do anything because I'm a hardworking nonprofit organization type dealing man. Mail merge is what Mike Pence types in Google to find gay porn. <laughs> Mail merge. <laughs> I believe that's what they call it. Oh, I just jizzed all over myself. Oh, God. man. Uh, Don't get any, any into your thumb paper cut. Oh, oh too late. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Boy, what a train wreck this episode's been. <laughs> really, I if mean, you think back on this episode, this is, uh, this is not our finest work. I mean, I feel I feel vindicated because you were both like last episode. You're like, oh, my God, this episode's so delicious. It's the best episode I've ever seen. I want to divorce my spouse and marry this episode. Oh, God, Gina, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know anything about TV or TV writing. No, it's going to be so it's going to be so great. The like next episode is going to be is going to be I'm it's going to I want to rub my face. Polyamory over divorce. I want to rub so. my face all in its cummies. And I was the one that was like, hey, guys, this isn't good. You're wrong. And I'm glad that you finally saw the light. I mean, I could be disappointed in the final episode and still think G.I. Joe Extreme was pretty great. I'm not saying G.I. Joe Extreme wasn't pretty great. I said this last episode was a disappointment and had a lot of problems. And you were both like, no, no, we love it as much as we love Elon Musk because we're those kind of guys. Uh, I want to I want to serve it. I want to do awesome work for this awesome episode of G.I. Joe Extreme. I want to sign a, a proclamation saying that I'm going to be radical just for this thing. 
And I was like, I don't think you should uh, declare this penultimate episode the your lord and master yet. And you were like, no, no, this last episode is going to be great, too. It's going to be so good. We're, we love it so much. It, we want it to be our only friend. We're inviting it to Thanksgiving. And we're going to we're going to um, not not send the invite BCC just so everyone can reply all. So everyone sees what everyone else is bringing for the next 10 days. And I was like, you guys, you shouldn't do that because who knows? This last episode might be bad. You might not want that episode of Thanksgiving. And you guys were like, no, no, it makes the best green bean casserole. I wanted on record that I was the one that said we shouldn't do the episode tonight because Gina has had the flu for three days and hasn't eaten anything. <laughs> it's probably going to get real loopy. But no, <laughs> nobody listened to me, did they? And now, now here we are. <laughs> I think and now here we are could be the tagline of most of the episodes of that we've ever done of this show. And now here we are. I don't know. Here it is. Talk about care bears and shit. The thing that happened. <laughs> and that's our show. Thank you, GI Joe Extreme. Thank you, Roger Slifer, uh, creator of Lobo, who wrote this episode. So yeah, there's something there. I'm saying there's something there. I don't think they necessarily stuck the landing, but at least they gave us an ending. It's the first of three G.I. Joes that actually gave us an ending. So I'm no. going to start there. You did? I thought. This was perfectly acceptable television. <laughs> perfectly acceptable television. High, I'll go praise, with that. high praise coming from Robert Clark Chan does not exist. Yeah. Compa- who does he do, does still does not exist? Uh, bloop, bleep, bloop, bleep, Mastodon. Um, my, my point I'm trying to make is next up we have three. Three one-off animated or cgi animated movies we've got ninja battles we've got uh uh valor versus venom and we have ah, one more uh that i'm completely blanking on i have them all on disc here i have to figure out how we're going to do this um but we're going to be watching them in the proper chronological order because gina would be very upset if we don't yes yes very much so and, uh, and so we're going to make sure we do this, but that's not going to be till January. And that's going to wrap up season six with those three uh, sliced up, uh, uh, wonderful short films. Because uh, each one's like, I think, 45 minutes or something like that. So they're not super long, but that's where we're going to go. These are CDs, that DVDs that came with the toys back in the early aughts. And I'm excited to be a part of it. Uh, otherwise, G.I. Joe Extreme, any final thoughts we have on G.I. Joe Extreme or have we pretty much given them already? Yes, okay. Yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, God, Gina's dead. <laughs> and it killed TV's Gina Ippolito. <laughs> it's fine. Gina's just ready to go home. And I don't blame her. So let's just get on out of here. You can always track us up on uh, facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Pretty much might be the only place to find us. We better get that active again. When Twitter dies, <laughs> uh, we're also at patreon.com slash knowing the podcast. Again, thank you to Moxford and um, JRC who came and uh, joined us. Uh, we want to do more live. We always want to do more live shows. We did this one. We'll do more. Um, you know, maybe we should uh, uh, take like a, a weekend afternoon or something like, you know, I, and watch <laughs> Ninja Battles or something like that. I don't know. Might be fun to do uh, as we're all like dying at the end of our Christmas breaks and we all just want to be done. And not talk to family anymore. I don't know. Might be it. Might be an option. Put it sure. out there. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I like my family. Yeah, you really do a lot more than me and Chan do. <laughs> yeah, I think that's been proven time and time again. 
Yeah, if it was ever a debate, Gina wins that hands down. <laughs> or if uh, assuming Twitter still exists in two weeks and we finally drop this episode, you can find the show at GI Joe Podcast uh, or individually. I'm at Almighty Ray at 999 RPMs at Gina Ippy dot BBQ dot Snoots. <laughs> damn it, Snoot Snoot Toot Toot. Fucking oh my god wait should on. we should we create a knowing yourself the podcast.bbq.snoots listen if we do you don't want me to do it <laughs> i mean i, I don't, I don't really right know now. what i'm doing on there either to be honest i just like giving you the business uh, you know what find us at knowing us half the podcast <laughs> at fuck off dot snoot or whatever the fuck <laughs> mastodon is fuck off. You could create fuck off dot snoots. I think I you don't could want to. Anything. I don't want to though. I don't want to be on Mastodon ever again. You know what? You could create knowing is half dot podcast. The podcast. I don't know how Mastodon works. I don't know. I hate Mastodon. Situation critical. Roll call. Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found.